God bless you. Thank you, Brother Don. God bless you all for being here today. It's good to know the Lord and have the presence of God in our lives. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to the book of Joel, if you would, please. The second chapter, verse 23 and verse 29. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Joel, chapter 2, verse 23 to 29. Amen. Those sitting on the back, can you hear all right? Y'all can hear good. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. Appreciate that. Okay, are we ready? We'll start with verse 23 here. Be glad then, you children of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For he have given you the former rain moderate and he will cause to come down upon you the rain for the former rain and the latter rain the first month and the floor shall be full of wheat and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil i will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten the canker worm the caterpillar the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And you shall eat a plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that he have dealt wonderfully with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. My people shall never be ashamed. It shall come to pass. After that, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons, your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Young men, young men shall see vision. And also upon your servants, your handmaids, in those days, Will I pour out my spirit? I will pour out my spirit. Starting in July, every other Sunday night, we'll give you the dates later, we will be having prayer meeting here at the church. It'll be a come and go. The number one thing prayer will be is to win souls. One of the Methodist rules 12 rules, you have only one thing to do, and that's to save souls. That's your number one purpose for being here. That was one of the Methodist rules. And prayer is one of the keys that must go forth before the miracle power of God begin to move. America has not had a revival since 1904. I'll be sharing that with you this month. Since the 1700s, there's only been a few revivals. There's been a lot of move of God, but no revivals since 1904. The world needs a revival. Revival changes the land. Just the move of God in a church does not change the land. And the Bible talks about changing the land. Revival will change the prostitutes. The revivals will change the alcoholic. 
the revival will change sinners. And most all of you studied from the 1700s and the revivals, it started with prayer. It never always come from a minister. It come from people that were sort of unknown because of prayer. God will send a revival. We're going to have a revival right here. We need a revival. Our children need a revival. This nation needs a revival to change their lives. And Joel says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So he's going to pour out his spirit. I believe the word of God. The word pour there means to gush out. To gush out. My spirit upon all flesh. On your daughters and your prophets that shall prophesy. Old men shall dream dreams. When you talk about this to people, especially my age, about old men dream dream. Well, that's all you're able to do when you get old is dream. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about something from God. He's talking about prophecy from God. The young and the old and the servant, the prophets from God. You say, well, I don't know how to do that. It's not in the man's ability to do it. It's in the spirit ability to give these things. And he wants everybody in the church involved in these because he wants us blessed. On the dream dreams. The spirit shall produce prophecy. It's the spirit that produces in our lives prophecy, dreams, and vision. The spirit does the work. How do we do the work of God? We must believe. That's the way to do the work of God. We must believe. Proverbs 18:20 said, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Here it means, the belly here means is your inward spirit shall be changed. How many know that you've got a friend that needs to be changed? How many know there's some people in this city that need to be changed? It's going to be a terrible thing to miss heaven. We cannot imagine how it's going to be so bad to miss heaven. We want to go and want everybody to go to heaven. So the Spirit shall change us. And Jesus said this, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly, in other words, inward spirit, shall flow rivers of living waters. We're to be, have living waters in our life. And Paul said in Romans 12 and 1, Be fervent in the Spirit. The word fervent there means to boil like hot liquid. How many have ever seen a volcano erupt on television? That hot lather running down. That's the way he wants the church to be, the individuals in the church. John 3.34 says, God gives the Spirit without limits. Without measure, God has no limits. And the Bible said in Israel, limits to the Holy One of God who has no limits. God changes things in revival with his spirit. It is the spirit of God that he wants to put in our hearts, flowing out of our hearts like never been seen before. He that believeth on me as the scripture has said, he said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living waters. Acts 2, and then Luke 24 and 49, Jesus tells them, said, I want you to go back to Jerusalem, and I want you to wait, or I want you to tarry there until the power comes. They stayed 10 days sitting and praying. The reason they had to stay 10 days because Jesus had risen from the grave and before he went back to heaven, he was on this earth 40 days, proving signs, miracles, and wonders. 
for 40 days. The Holy Ghost couldn't come until the had been 50 days, the day of Pentecost. So they stayed there 10 days, waiting and praying. And at the 50th day, as a rushing mighty wind, clothed in tongues as fire, came and set upon each and every one of them the mighty power of God. Now I want to share with you now, nowhere after Acts 2 did the Bible teach is waiting on God. No word did it mention tarry for the Holy Ghost. It's nowhere in there. Because Jesus has already opened the gates of the floodgates. Glory to God. He's already done it. He, 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 I'm not having trouble with this because I believe the Spirit of the Lord is powerful in our lives. And he wants to change our lives. We must come to the place. In Acts 2, when Peter preached to them, and the word cut them in their heart, and they cried out, What must we do to be saved? He said, Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And immediately and suddenly, 3,000 people received the Holy Ghost because it fell on them because there's no tearing anymore. There's no waiting anymore for the Holy Ghost. God has already opened the floodgates of heaven. He's already released the Holy Ghost. I told Peggy the other day, getting the Holy Ghost is like breathing in air. We're walking in the anointing of God. We must realize the anointing of God is with us everywhere we go and everything we do and everything we touch. The Holy Ghost is with us. Stop believing the lies of the devil and telling saying this and I'm going to come to that again in a minute he's a liar he's a thief of all lies he destroys and he wants us to believe those things that's not in the book next day glory to God 5,000 received the Holy Ghost at one time as it was in Acts 2 the wind blew on them he didn't wait and no tearing. It was just automatic fell on them. The Holy Ghost automatic fell on them. Jean Meadows got the Holy Ghost one morning putting her makeup on. It just fell on her. Sister Hick out at Antioch, when the Holy Ghost began to move in this part of the country, she was cooking breakfast one morning and putting bread in the oven, and the Holy Ghost fell on her. A Frenchman preached it. This was before my time at Anti. He got the Holy Ghost in Louisiana, driving across the bridge in Louisiana, and the Holy Ghost just fell on him because it had already been poured out. He didn't wait. He didn't tarry. It just fell on him. It is God's plan for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost just falling on them. You ought to say Amen. Acts 8, Philip went down to Samaria. He preached Christ unto them, baptized the whole city in the name of Jesus Christ, prayed for the sick, and they was healed. He cast out demons, and they was healed, but they had not yet received the Holy Ghost. Peter and John come down from Jerusalem and lays their hands on them, and they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost immediately and suddenly. No waiting and no tearing, because Christ has already opened the floodgate from heaven. He's already opened the door of salvation. It's everywhere just flowing the power of the Holy Ghost through there. He has not changed. Hebrews says he's not changed one bit. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He told 
told Herod, said, I walk today and I'm going to walk tomorrow. What he did yesterday, Acts 2, he's doing today, pouring out the Holy Ghost. He's pouring it out. Brother Ken mentioned in the Sunday school class this morning what's happening in California. The Holy Ghost is being poured out and they're baptizing them in the ocean so fast they can't hardly keep up because God has already opened the door from heaven and poured out the Holy Ghost and it's still moving today. It's moving. God is moving. God is not about to move. We pray, oh God, move. You don't have to pray, oh God, move. He that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He that cometh unto me and confesses sin shall be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's the power of God unto salvation. Cornelius sent to Joppa and got Peter. And as Peter came into the house, he said, you know how unlawful it is for me to be here? I'm a Jew and you a Gentile. And the Bible said they was all sitting. And Peter opened his mouth to speak the word of God. And as he spoke the word of God, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them. And Peter said, can any man forbid water that they receive the Holy Ghost like we did? Holy Ghost and fire, the floodgates was opened unto them automatically. I mean, no tearing, no waiting. The Holy Ghost wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. He wants to fill this nation with the Holy Ghost. I will pour out what? What about the Philippian jailer? It's the same thing with him. The Philippian jailer. I remember down at the old church one time and we hadn't had a pastor for quite a few months and we was praying and the Holy Ghost began to move I believe it just immediately and suddenly like eight people got the Holy Ghost. I could call the names because the power of God is moving. We're going to see this place full of people. We are. You say, it don't look like it. I'm not looking at it that way. I'm not looking at these empty pews. I'm looking at what God is saying. Amen? There shall be a revival. There shall, he, God, the prophet said, revive your work. It's with God's responsibility to send laborers. How many knows that? He is the Lord of the harvest. Our responsibility is to pray and God will send. We're going to see healing like we've never seen and witnessed before. It's going to happen right here when we pray. When we pray. I mentioned here some time ago and I misquoted one of a new survey on Christians. They pray, Christians pray 60 seconds a day. And I think I quoted the pastor prays 40, but they said it's 90 seconds. That's all he prays. We must be a church of prayer. We must be a home of prayer. And I'll come to that again in a minute. We must be a home that reads the word of God at home if we want to see the mighty blessings of God in our lives and what God intends for us to have. Amen. Holy God, I'm too excited to preach, I guess. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Signs, miracles, and wonders for 40 days, and he's still doing it. He's still pouring it out, the blessings of God. Is anything too hard for God? And some I'll mention later on as we minister about revival. There's been several times in America that they said she's too far gone, she can never recover. Not even God can recover. That's the attitude of people. I'm telling you, nothing's too hard for God. Can he save a few or can he save a many? Nothing's too hard for God. Don't look how bad thing is. Look what God is. God is greater than anything that's in this world. 
Great is he that's in us than anything that's in this world. This guy's name was Harold Hughes. He spent 14 years, I mean 14 months, in Korea and South Africa. If you know anything about the World War II, they put terrible times in South Africa and also in Sicily. He was raised in a church and raised by the family that taught him it was wrong to kill. When he got out, he couldn't hardly deal with the people he'd seen kill and the people he'd killed in the war. He turned to alcohol. Those people turned into things besides God looking for relief. Come on, church. We're living in a world that's stressed and full of fear and worry, and we can't condemn them because there's no God in their lives. And I know some of you, glory to God. It's not God's plan for you to be stressed and fear and worry. When the Holy Ghost is inside here, he produces peace. He produces joy and unspeakable. That is the product. A styrofoam cup comes from oil. Peace and joy comes from the Holy Ghost. That's the byproduct of the Holy Ghost, that he wants to be in our lives. And Harold became an alcoholic. His wife, Eve, they had two children. He was making a several modest living, even though being an alcoholic. He'd been that for many, many years. And he'd come home one night at 11 o'clock, and all the lights were off in the house. He went in and read a note from Eve, said, I've gone to my mother with the two girls. He was devastated. He knew why. Time after time, he'd promised, I'm going to quit. I am going to quit. How many times did people have made a promise time after time, I'm going to quit? They can't quit because of the demonic force in this world. He had demonic spirits inside of him. People have that craving. Y'all going to forgive me? Is a demonic spirit that's speaking to the heart, speaking to the soul, telling them they need it. They don't need it. They need Christ. They don't need alcohol. They don't need drugs. They don't need prostitution. They don't need the pleasure of this world. They need the Holy Ghost to comfort them, to lead them, and guide them. He sets the captives free. And where the Lord is, somebody ought to shout hallelujah. There is liberty. There's liberty where the power of the Holy Ghost lives. There's liberty where the Holy Ghost reigns in a person's life. There has to be liberty. He was so devastated. And the devil told him, said, you need to just take your life and get out of this. They'll get along without you. They'll do better because you're causing them so much sorrow and so much grief. How many know the devil talks to you? Am I the only one the devil talks to? You say, well, Brother Billy, you the preacher. He ought not to talk to you. But I'm telling you, he talks to me. And I have wars. He and I have Paul and him talks about wars, wars, wars in your spirit. We're not warring with flesh and blood. We're warring with spirits that speaks to our mind. We have to submit ourselves to God and resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So Harold decided to take his life. The demons were telling him. He went and got his pistol and the demons said that might miss. One bullet might not do the job and then where will you be? Why don't you get your shotgun? So he went and got his shotgun and put a shell in the chamber, got in the bathtub where he wouldn't make a mess and put the cold steel. He said it felt the cold steel as it went in his mouth as the demons were telling him, put it in your mouth. 
and he put his hand on the trigger and he thought well this is it the devil said go ahead and do it right now they'll they be glad you're gone because of the way you lived oh glory to God and all of a sudden <laughs> I will pour out my spirit on all flesh oh there's a God in heaven that's looking down upon the trouble of this world there's a God in heaven that cares about a life that's about to slip out in eternity and not know God he took the gun out of his mouth and the devil said you're a coward that's what you are you're a coward he began to cry he got out of the bathtub and got on the side of the tub and just wept and wept and cried and said, God, I'm a liar. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a sinner. I'm lost. I'm all these things. I'm everything. There's nothing in this world. And he fell over in the floor, just passed out like because he's so exhausted. And he said, suddenly. How many is ready for a miracle suddenly in your life? Suddenly in your life. Demon forces of darkness speaking to him. But there was a God there with him, the presence of God. And he felt such peace. He said, I never knew in my life. I didn't know where you could have such peace in a life like that. Or not another such anointing came on my life. I knew I was delivered from my alcoholism. I knew that God had delivered me and set me free. Whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. He got up from there, went and put the gun up, went and got in bed and fell in a deep sleep. Deep sleep. Woke up the next morning, called Eve. She said, Harold, go on to work. You're going to be late. The girls and I will be home later. And he wondered what would take place. He went to work because he'd lied to her so many times. And that night he came home. She had got a new dress. She wanted to go out. And they'd made plans to go out. But he wondered what was going to be. He went in the house. She had a beautiful supper cooked. He reached like he was taught by his parents in the church, reached up and got his Bible and read some verses. And the girls kissed him goodnight. He cried. Him and Eve built a fire in the fireplace and sat and talked in the way hours of the night, which they had not done for years. I wonder how many marriages are drifting apart today. I worked with a guy and him and his wife got a divorce and I asked him, said, what happened? He said, Bill, I just don't know. I, I, I don't know what happened. All I know, we just, over the years, grew apart. They read the Bible and went to bed. The next morning he said, Lord, I don't know where I can face the world or not. I've lied, I've cheated, and I'm an alcoholic. Everybody that I'm around, the people I work with in the community knows what kind of man I've been. I don't know where I can do it or not. But I know the scripture says you'll restore all the canker worm, all the woodworm, all the caliporter. You will restore. I'm gonna stand on that scripture. Can I be bold again? Don't let the devil talk to you about what used to be. Don't talk about what good times you used to have. That's gone. You can't get that back. But I tell you what you can get back.
the promises of God. You can get them. Kenneth Hagin had turned 40-something. His mind began to slip. He couldn't remember scriptures like he used to. He couldn't remember this like he used to. We all know it because he's passed what? Huh? I'm just preaching to you this morning now because you passed 40. A scripture came into his mind where Abraham told the rich man in hell, remember what you had in your life. He thought to himself, every time God gives you a scripture, I want you to see it as directly from God. The devil's not going to give it to you and your flesh is not going to give it to you. You act upon that scripture. He acted upon that scripture. And he said, God, you said, and I know Sue, I've heard it say this a lot of times because of scripture, I have the mind of Christ. When you feel like your mind is slipping away, don't say, well, it's age. I want you to start saying, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ ruling in my life. He began to say that. And he said the first thing he knew, his mind came back as clear and he could remember the scriptures like he did long years ago because he's telling what God says. We got to say what God says about us. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. We got to do that. So Harold went to work and began to work standing on that scripture. In six years, he was elected by the state the Commerce Commission position. Can you see how God's working? Can, how many can see how God's working? How many can see yourself right now receiving back what all the years you've lost? Amen. God has given you that kind of promise. He said, I'll pour out my spirit. Not only said, I'll give you those years back. He, he'll give you years back if you stand on the, I'm standing on the promises of God. Just a few years later, he was elected the governor of Iowa. Oh, I will pull out my spirit. If it had not been for the Spirit of God in that room with him when he came home and when he got in the bathtub, if it had not been for the Spirit of God there with him and moved on him when he was about to pull that trigger, he felt something come up on him. What would have happened to him today? If it had not been for the Spirit of God, where would you be today? had not been for the Spirit of God when you didn't know God. I'll tell you, I look back this morning when I was up here praying. He brought some things to my mind when I was in the service. And then let me know, said, if it had not been for me, said, you wouldn't even be here today. You didn't even know I exist, but I was there with you. How many know that God knows you even though you don't know him? He knows you. He knows you are. He knows your position. He will never forsake you nor never leave you. Whatever condition you're in, he's always there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to believe this morning you're going to be restored. Whatever's wrong with you. I know Peggy's been sick for years, but I declare that she is restored. I declare we're going to our grave in a good old age. Sue says that a lot. She's had some issues lately, but I want you to know the God of heaven is still alive. He's still in restoring business. He's still making things happen today today and tomorrow hallelujah peace like a river can come over us I'm going to skip through some of this I want to be led by the spirit of God God has no limits and he gives freely and he gives liberally to all he has no respect to person Psalms 103 and 5 
Now I know there's some controversy scriptures in this book, and if you don't care for the devil, make you doubt every one of them. God is pouring out His Spirit without limits. David said, "So that thy youth is renewed like an eagle." Huh? You say, "Well, brother Billy, I don't believe He can do that to me." How I many know that God can do anything you can believe Him for? Nothing's impossible with God. Nothing's impossible with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Debbie Henson's been bed fast for I don't know how long. There's nothing impossible for her to jump off of that bed. There's nothing impossible. Melvin still got TB. They, they, they said it'd be Monday before they could let him know anything. He's still in quarantine. Awful week. It's a week you can't hardly hear him talk. But I'm speaking recovery. How many of you going right now, you're going to speak recovery over your life? Over your life. Amen? You, you, you're going to say what the Scripture says about you. You're not going to say what you feel. You're going to say what the Scripture said. Hallelujah. Psalm 103 and 3. David began his list of blessings received so that the youth is restored like an eagle. Renewable of strength is what that means. Your strength shall be renewed. You'll be anointed to a great new level of life. David's wasn't restoring, wasn't restored to his former task, which is mean to grow young again. Sometimes our mind gets growing old. You know, we talk old stuff. You know, we don't realize what that's doing to us. We got to talk like a new man, new creature in Christ. How many of the new creature in Christ? When you're born again from above, you are, you are new creatures in Christ. You're no longer an old creature. You can't talk old stuff. You got to talk new stuff. Some people my age, I hear them say one time, well, I'm waiting on the golden years to come. I wonder how God feels about that. I wonder what God has kept us alive all these years and, and we, we talk like that. God wants us to talk faith and courage and strength. He wants to talk the way he talks, live the way he lives. He's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh and making us new and fresh today. And it, it's written in, uh, also in Psalm 102. You sit and mourn like the owl. Now David said, I have one time sat and mourned like an owl. But then he began to talk like the eagle. Even Solomon said, I'm amazed at the flight of an eagle in the air. And the air represents the Holy Ghost. I'm amazed where the eagle flies in the air. How many know that an eagle can look directly into the sun and never hurt his eyes? He's the only one that can look directly into the sun and never hurt his eyes. How many know an eagle can stretch out his wings in the storm? Are y'all with me? Y'all still with me? He can stretch out his wings in the storm and the wind catches his feathers as he tilts them right and what's happened? Somebody shout it out. What happened? All he does is tip, or she does, is tip her wings. And Solomon says, I'm amazed at that. I'm amazed. All he does is just, oh, God. Tips his wing. And what happens? What happened, Diane? The wind of the storm. The Holy Ghost lifts that eagle up above the storm. How many of you ready to be lifted up above your storm? 
above the storms in this life. Are you ready? You, you need to turn your wing up and catch the Holy Ghost. You need to catch the power of God that can raise you up above your storm and let you back down. And Solomon said, I'm amazed when I walk watch him as he soars in the air. He just tilts his wings. He just tilts his wings and he just soars above the storm. And when the storm's gone, he tilts his wing back down. He rides up on the storm. That's what God was teaching us that we're to ride up on the storms of life full of the Holy Ghost and full of power. It should not be bothering us. Nobody said amen. It should not be bothering us. I'm going to stay with that. It should not be bothering us when we're full with the Spirit of God. David said, I watched Saul and Jonathan in battle. They moved like eagles, and they were strong as the lion. Listen, God's plan for the church to move swiftly like an eagle in battle and strong as a lion. Jesus is the tribe of the lion of Judah to bless us. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. God has given us the assurance what is lost can be what? Come on now. What is lost can be what? Harold Hughes got back and more what he lost. Job got back twice as much what he lost. God is in the replacement business, in the restoring business, and putting back what's been lost. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Isaiah 40 and 31 says, They shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings, with wings of eagles. Going to renew their strength. You know, when you get old, what's the first thing goes from you? Your legs, right? Your legs start giving away. And God wants us to start talking to our legs. Renew your strength. Get your wings up. Catch that wind. Catch that Holy Ghost. Catch that power. Catch what God has for us in our life. Hallelujah. You're going to restore. Eagles. Eagles. We, we don't want to be like the owl. We don't want to be sitting around in mourning just like it's in the wilderness like an owl, David says. But you want to be restored. Be restored. I'm going to close on this. If you need prayer, we're going to ask you to come. We're going to pray with you this morning. Amen. Sister Linda's already needed prayer. Going to look for a miracle there. There was a widow had her son. And Elisha appeared to us, said there's a famine coming. It's going to be the worst it's ever been. Get out of this land and go to another land. She leaves. And when she comes back, Jehazi was standing before the king talking and telling the king all the wonderful things that Elisha had done. And he said, there, the widow right there, coming right there. That's her son. She didn't have no son, and Elisha prayed for her, and she got a son. The son died, and Elisha prayed for the son, and he got up. So the king called her over. I want you to notice this. She had lost all of her land while she was gone. Every bit of it. 
And the king called them together and said, I want you to give her her land back. And I want you to give her the harvest that made over the seven years. I want you to give all that back to her. You see the restoration, restoration of the kingdom of God? Huh? I want you to start looking back. What's been lost is coming back. Hallelujah. Your legs are getting weak. Won't do you what they used to do. But I want you to start looking for it to coming back. I want you to look for your health to come back. If you're having financial problems, I want you to look for your financial problems coming back. I want you to look at maybe you hadn't lived like you ought to live. And like Harold had told his wife, said, I've lied to you. I've cheated. I've done all these kind of things. He said, I don't know how many times I've told her I was going to quit and I couldn't quit and all that. But he said, I don't know what you could even believe me or not, but just, just, just watch me. And what God did for Harold, how he turned his life around and gave him more than what he could ever expect to have. Because God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh, on your handmaids, on your servants. He's pouring it out. Church, he's not just sprinkling a little sprinkle here. He's pouring it out, gushing it out. Romans 5 and 5 said, For hope maketh not ashamed, for the love of God is shed abroad. That's the same word. Shed, rushing, gushing, pouring out the love of God within our hearts. There's nothing no greater than to have the love of God in our heart. To love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, and all your strength. And what is the second commandment? We've mentioned about David Wilkerson winning uh, Nicky Cruz to the Lord and how he did it. But Heidi Baker in Mozambique was ministering one day and this drug addict jumped on her and began to beat her. And they rushed in to pull him off. And she said, no, leave him alone. Just leave him alone. Let him beat me. And by her praying while he was beating, what happened? Huh? The Holy Ghost fell on him and changed his life. Huh? A Christian told me one time, because you're a Christian, you don't have to let people walk on you like a rug. He's wrong. We're to take a licking and keep on ticking. We're to take insults and give back praise if we want the blessings of God, if we want the fullness of God. You got to learn to take it and not give it. You to give love. Glory to God. I said I was going to quit. I guess I had to repent. He came to give life, an abundant life. He came to give us, to give good measure, shaking down and running over. And all of that will come back to us. I believe that. I believe it. I stand on it. I'm looking forward to it. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The devil said, well, this and that. Let me close that. This and that. But he's a liar. He's the father of all lies. We are in the mode of recovering. We are. Keith and Sam has got a spirit of prayer about starting in July. They're working together on it. A spirit of prayer. It's going to come and go. If you can't stay but five minutes, stay five minutes. In the early church down there, right after we got through remodeling, we had 
morning prayer. I was still working. That was in 1979. Went up there early in the morning, opened the church. It just one or two of us praying. One long men driving down 59 would stop and come in there knowing prayer was going on. They may not could stay but a few minutes, but they'd come in and have a little prayer, and then they'd go. We wasn't praying one for another. We were just praying, just praying, and God was blessing. And how blessed they were just to have a, just a little prayer, like Brio cream, just a little dab of do you. It don't take a whole lot of prayer, just a little prayer, and God will hear your faintest cry. Praise God. Amen.